The scripture lesson this morning is Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. And this is Paul. Not me. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measures of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts of men to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is he who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And as his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness and deceitful wiles. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joint with which it is supplied. When each part is working properly, makes bodily growth and upbuilds itself in love. Let us pray. O oh God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. Ephesians is a book in the epistles section of the New Testament. The epistles are the books of the Testament that aren't gospels. Many of these books have been attributed to either Paul or a close follower of Paul. Ephesians is one of the books that was most likely written by him towards the end of his life. In the late 50s and early 60s, he found himself imprisoned most of the time and most of that time in the city of Rome. We believe that this book was written by Paul while he was in prison in Rome. 
The book is named for the audience in which it was written, to which it was written. Ephesus was a Christian community on the Aegean coast in Asia Minor. Some scholars believe that though the letter was written to the Ephesians, it was most likely passed around the circuit of Christian cities of the area, as most of the churches within the area were facing similar issues. Although there is no one historical event that points to a reason for the letter, most of the area was still struggling with Jewish, Christian, and Gentile relations. And at the time the book was written, the persecution of Christians by the Romans was quite intense. Christians were being put to death as entertainment during the intermissions of sporting events in Rome. As a matter of fact, Peter would face his end during one of these halftime shows. The letter was written to remind the people to stick together through the horrible and violent treatment of the Romans. Many of Paul's letters spoke to this, to keeping the truth at the center and banding together and reminding us of the greatest commandment, which is love of God and love of neighbor. The author of the book gives seven things to make us one. Seven is the number of completion, a perfect number in the Bible, and it's used several times. For the author of Ephesians, we are one body of the church. We are called and sanctified by one spirit, one hope which flows from God's calling, one Lord Jesus who we confess is our Savior, one faith, one baptism that binds us to Christ and each other, and one God the God of each and every one of us. Today's pericope brings one of the many reminders in Holy Scripture of the wonders that is God's grace. It is through the grace of God that we have received our spiritual gifts, the gifts we use to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. It is through the grace of God that we recognize in each other the different talents that we each bring to the body of Christ. The hand cannot move without the wrist. The arm cannot move without the shoulder. Thus it is so with the church. We all play our part in the church and in the body of Christ. It is through God's grace that we are able to work together and live a worthy and unified life. The worthy life is not tied to an occupation or even one activity. A worthy life is tied to our whole life and how we live in our whole lives and how we act all of the time. A worthy life in the body of Christ will always have the rest of the body of Christ in mind as it moves throughout the day. A worthy life will not stand in the way of God's grace extending to those that surround it. It will not allow anyone's light to be hidden under a a bushel. And this unity is not just for our individual selves, but for the good of the church, not just Christ's whole church, but in each congregation. Unity is a gift from God, and we we must do what is necessary to protect, maintain, and nurture it. Words of hate and despair do not build up the body of Christ. They do not hold unity in the church of God. Actions that take away from the grace of God do not build up the body of Christ. They do not hold the unity 
of the Church of God. The unity of, Christ, of the Christian Church is rooted in the idea of the Trinity. As I mentioned last week, the actual phrase of the Holy Trinity was not around for another couple of hundred years, but the ideas are already in play in Paul's writing and the writing of his closest disciples. We did not create this unity. This is not a human-made identity or idea. Excuse me. This was given to us by God, and it is our job as Christians to take care of it. We care for it in our actions towards one another and in our words with one another. We care for the gift of unity with humility, gentleness, patience, and love. These virtues are repeated many times in Holy Scripture. They must be pretty important, then, if we're spending so much time repeating them. And here they are again. Humility, gentleness, patience, and love. While we talk about the unity in the church, it is important to understand that that does not mean uniform. We are not supposed to all be the same. The diversity of the people of God is one thing that makes the body of Christ so magnificent. Our unity reflects our reconciliation with God's creation. We must encounter and love the people who differ from us within the church. Without the, that love, we are not living in the healthy community that God desires for all of us. We must always speak the truth with love. We have been given the truth through Jesus Christ, and it must be shared through the virtues of, a Christ, of Christian life. The greatest, we have been told through holy scriptures, is love. This can sometimes be used as an excuse for abusive speech, used to push others down or tout oneself as a truth-teller. Being someone that feels they know better or more than someone else, or perhaps find themselves being the type of person who tells it like it is, does not mean that kindness and tact get to be thrown out the window. No, speaking the truth in love is not that. It is about affirming the, great, the gifts that God has given all of us as parts of the body of Christ. It is about taking what makes us different and building an understanding that creates a strong Christian foundation for each other. When we move through our lives as Christian people, there are some things to remember. We are held together by God. We are given to one another by the Spirit, and we are united in Jesus Christ, who is the head of this whole body. It is imperative that we live our lives remembering that. With great sadness, we understand that there are evils in the world. There are people in this world that do not live as Christ would have them live. They have a life absent of the knowledge and acceptance of God's grace. The church, both big C and little c, the body of Christ, is not the place for such evils to flourish. It is a place to find similarities regardless of our differences. It is a place not only to find compassion, but to give compassion as well. It is a place to understand that perhaps you do not have all the answers, but where you keep your heart open to finding them out.
The body of Christ, a well-oiled machine, cannot work properly when the pieces within it refuse to work with the other parts or refuse to recognize the importance of another part in the work that Jesus Christ has set upon us. Humility, gentleness, patience, and love are the only way to get the message of God's grace to the world. And it is our job to make sure that message is shared and received. Amen.